Welcome to the London Health Podcast, the power of practice nursing, the future of general practice nursing in London. My name is Imogen Staverley. I am a GP at Bedworth Health Centre and workforce lead for the Transforming Primary Care Team in London. Today, Jill Rogers is interviewing Natalie Zhang and also Shaney Gubbay. Natalie set up an advanced care planning course for practice nurses and Shaney is a practice nurse who has been on the course and done advanced care planning during COVID in her practice. Natalie highlights the incredible flexibility practice nurses have shown during COVID and their willingness to embrace challenging work. Shaney gives the lived experience of taking on that challenge and explains how patients welcomed having somebody to talk to about this incredibly sensitive issue, particularly during COVID when many were very isolated. My name is Jill Rogers. I am working with the London Regional 10-Point Plan General Practice Nursing Board. And today I'm interviewing Dr. Natalie Zhang about advanced care planning and a piece of work that she's been involved in. Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to work with us today. Thank you for having me. So my name is Natalie Zhang. I am a GP working in Barnet. And one day I also doing a project with the Barnet Training Hub in advanced care planning. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, So what uh, we're really interested in is the training programme that you've created for general practice nurses around advanced care planning. And um, I had the pleasure of of sitting in on it about a month ago, and it really is fantastic. Can you let let us know um, what led you to developing it, please? Yes, sure. So this started off as a small project with the Barnet Training Hub providing some training in advanced care planning for 10 GPN trainees in Barnet. So these are qualified nurses who are entering into primary care nursing uh, with a one-year university course. But when COVID-19 emerged in, in London, this project expanded into a much larger piece of work and has now involved over 200 nurses across London. Advanced care planning, in a nutshell, is about finding out about the wishes of our patients and making plans in advance to ensure their input and preferences are at the heart of their future medical care should they become seriously unwell. And with COVID-19, whilst the majority of people, should they get COVID-19, have quite a mild illness, a proportion of people are not so fortunate and that can be quite gravely unwell with it and, and some even succumb to to the illness and that deterioration can be quite rapid and we know that there are patients who are at higher risk of complications should they get it and whilst no one wishes to be morose we realise that if we're not actively asking these patients about their wishes for their care should they become unwell with COVID-19 or with another unrelated illness we wouldn't necessarily be looking after them in the way that they would want So as COVID-19 took hold in London, the shift was to really ramp up this project and involve as many members of the healthcare team in offering and providing advanced care planning for for those patients during this period where it, it is so important to know the wishes of our patients should they become unwell. Thank you, Natalie. You, you mentioned that you've, you know, how impressed you've been with general practice nurses embracing advanced care planning. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? 
I've been so impressed. I've been overwhelmed at the response of general practice nurses in stepping up to this challenge. Advanced care planning, even in the best of circumstances, is is fraught with challenge. It's by its very nature a sensitive topic. And what we were asking of the nurses was really challenging. It was a it was a, a, a really big change to the to the way they, they work because this is not typically something that GP practice nurses normally do. It's usually within the remit of the, the, the GP to, to provide advanced care planning. And during this period, patients understandably and their families are have a heightened sense of anxiety. So you're bringing up a sensitive topic when people are already anxious. So that adds an additional layer of complexity. And we're we're asking that we've been asking the nurses to to conduct this work um, not face to face as we normally would, but over the telephone. So I've been incredibly impressed that they have embraced something which we already recognise as challenging in additionally challenging circumstances. And so many of them have volunteered and, and, and stepped up to be part of it. I really think that this is a good example of general practice working as a team. So part of the work that we've been doing is for nurses to call patients up and offer a welfare check. So to check in on the patient, to, to see how they're doing, to ensure that the practicalities are all in place in terms of medications, in terms of groceries, that they're coping well at home and they have the right support. And then to bring up the topic of advanced care planning in a very sensitive way, just to float it as an idea to see if patients want to discuss it further. And in terms of teamwork, it might be that um, if a patient does want to have a sort of more in-depth advanced care planning conversation, it's another colleague, a GP or another nurse who then calls back and finishes that piece of work. But it's a, it's a really good example of all the different members of the primary care team working together for, for the goal of offering advanced care planning to the, to the, the patients who would benefit. So how has the training that you um, painstakingly put together, how has it impacted on how people are approaching advanced care planning in your area? I think the biggest impact is that even though in recent years, more and more advanced care planning has become a hotter topic and we've been trying to do more of it during general practice, there's never really been a priority for advanced care planning. And that has really changed with coronavirus. You know, locally, we've, we've recognised for the, for the reasons that we've spoken about earlier, it is really important during the pandemic and, and also generally. And that's also been reflected in the fact that it's been part of national guidance for primary care. And so I think the biggest impact is that probably in the last few months, advanced care planning has been offered, has been suggested to, to patients much more than it has, to, has been previously for, for our, our patients in, 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 this, in this area. And I, I think in the future, the hope is that it becomes more of a normal, that we normalise it, that, that, and, and with that there is less of a stigma associated with advanced care planning, so that in the future when your healthcare professional brings it up, you don't feel quite so singled out as, as, as a patient. There have been some really nice pieces in the, in the media 
about how all of us should be thinking about it, how we, we can all have conversations with our families, with our loved ones, about our wishes. And that really we should be doing this when we're well, sort of preparing for the worst case scenario if we were unwell and we couldn't tell your doctor or your wish, your nurse or your healthcare team at that time what your preferences are, that there is a record of that in, a, in advance, that we know that should that occur, we'll be looking after you in the way that you would want. And whilst not everybody will have had a completed advanced care plan, at least us having that conversation, bringing up that topic with patients means that perhaps even quietly in their in their own minds amongst their families, it will have encouraged that conversation, which can only be a good thing. Thank you, Natalie. So our, our final question, what have been the learning points uh, on, on your journey in creating this learning course for general practice nurses? Well, I've learned so much putting together this, this training. I think the speed at which it evolved meant that I needed a lot of help in terms of coordinating it. Just the logistics of putting together a, a, a training course the practicalities of our virtual online training platforms like like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, all of that has been new for me and and for um, so many other people. Can I just ask what feedback have you had from nurses that have been on the programme? The feedback has been really positive. The expectation, I think, with advanced care planning is never that all patients are going to embrace it, that they're going to be ready at that time, the first time that you bring it up. But by and large, all patients have really welcomed nurses calling to check in, to do a welfare check, spending the time and having an outlet to talk about their particular anxieties and any practicalities that they need help with. That's been really positive, And I think a really positive experience for the nurses to have that feedback. And then in addition, we have completed more Coordinate My Care plans, which is the online platform that we're using in London to record advanced care plans. But I don't think that that should be the only measurable outcome. The feedback in terms of nurses feeling more confident to to bring it up is really important. And also recognising the situations where it's appropriate to bring advanced care planning into the conversation, I think has been um, an additional bonus and and something that nurses have said that they're going to take forward in terms of their practice even once COVID-19 is over. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, Natalie in in closing comments? I think this this piece of work has really shown the incredible flexibility of GP practice nurses and their willingness to embrace challenging work. I've been so impressed with the, with the response in terms of their engagement with this and the way that they have worked within their practices as well to, to ensure patients are offered welfare checks and advanced care planning. It's very much a, a sort of evolving environment where there are new resources that come out each week. So it's been nice to have that communication with nurses and to to be able to provide sort of ongoing support if they want for this piece of work. So we, we've had the initial 
training session and then we're offering sort of follow-up sessions for the nurses to sort of share ideas together and to learn from each other's experiences and and that's been really positive I, I've certainly learned a lot from that sort of sort of shared learning environment and that these new ways of working with the the online platforms yes they have their challenges as I said earlier but also there it allows new ways of working in in terms of people who are quite separate geographically being able to come together quite easily to 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 share those ideas and to to learn from each other has been a really positive thing and the final thing probably to mention is is that on the Barnet Training Hub website we're also creating a repository of sort of good resources from, from the media um, and from different organisations in terms of advanced care planning that nurses know that they can dip in and out of as these uh, resources emerge and sort of keep our, our learning up to date. Brilliant. I'd like to thank you so much, Natalie, for the, you know, the effort that you've put into this course. And I know that you know, training over 200 nurses in, in a, a matter of a few weeks is, is really amazing. And um, the impact that that will have on patients' lives, as well as giving confidence to practice nurses, is, is, is just wonderful. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jill, for having me today. Having heard Natalie's experience of setting up the advanced care planning courses, we're delighted to introduce Shani Gubbe, a practice nurse who has been on one of Natalie's courses. She is able to share her experience of advanced care planning during COVID. And I know that you've been on the advanced care planning course that Natalie created. So what did you discover about this work and how has that impacted on your practice? It was really, for me, a discovery as well. And I found that doing the course was an eye-opener. I was a bit anxious about doing it myself, let alone the patients being anxious about discussing it. And I found, um, which they more or less put me at ease, is how frank they were and a lot of the time and how they welcomed the opportunity to have the discussion, even if they hadn't made any decisions themselves, that um, actually floating the idea with them, um, that was a start for them. And, uh, you know, then I'd sort of talk to them and chat and then, you know, even say if I could see they were struggling, I'd say, look, you don't have to make a decision now. We don't have to have the full discussion, but I'll call you next week or in two weeks. And if that's easier for you, you have time to think about it and talk to your spouse, your partner, your children, family, other people. And I found discussions with the, the patients, they often had their partners with them or they might have had a family member there with them, especially if I'd planned to call back another time. And they were happy with that because it meant that they could share that decision. So it has made me feel more confident to do it and encourage me that when we have conversations and patients come in for other things that I can drop little seeds in their head about things they may want to consider at some point and think about it. It's an important decision for them so that they know how they feel about it anyway. And they may not even have the opportunity or chance to think about it. So it's uh, given me the confidence to actually say something about it not hide and think oh I don't know what to say I can't have this conversation uh, what's the what are they going to say to me that make me might make me feel uncomfortable or they might 
ask for a response from me that make me have to make some sort of judgment or decision for them. And it's sort of given me the tools on how I can allow them to come to the decision and actually maybe giving them information they might need about certain decisions. You work in a multidisciplinary team. How have your colleagues in the team embraced advanced care planning? GPs often were concerned, worried about having the conversation with a particular patient. One comes to mind, um, a lady who's got lots of comorbidities, loads of disabilities and everything, but has never considered herself to be at an end stage of any of her pathology going on, always wants the most active treatment. And they all think that having this conversation would mean that we're going to not treat her anymore. And I actually said to them, well, it's actually not about their treatment at the end of their days to fill it in because it's about how they wish to be treated while alive. They can say, I want all active treatment is their living wishes. I want everything done for me. They are able to state that it's not how much pain relief I want at the end or no CPR, but you can say I want everything done for me. So I was able to share some of that training and experience that I've had speaking to patients with the doctors. So how how has the course helped you on reflecting on your practice in this complex area of care? The training with Natalie has given me the confidence in having these conversations. And Natalie was great because she had some scripts prepared and actually having some sort of script there to guide you was incredibly helpful. And that was, I found that one of the really most important things um, of the training was giving me the tools to start to have those conversations. Talking to these people, you found about their social circumstances, how they live, they live alone, what their lifestyle was like, and their shielding, isolating, how it was impacting on them. And a lot of people welcomed the chat, welcomes having someone to talk to because they'd been isolating on their own, no one coming in or out or talking to, or they can't go to their usual clubs or activities, just phoning them and them having someone to talk to. I think they really um, welcomed that. Talking to them uh, also helped them manage their thoughts on what they wanted. I think uh, I learned that uh, a lot of people had thought maybe had just personal thoughts in their heads going round and round what would they do and and to start talking about it with a loved one it's not always that easy so I think being able to have a conversation with someone else who's not involved with their social circumstances sort of help them manage their thoughts and also to talk about things that could be available for them what was their options I felt that was helpful to them the whole thing is an evolving plan because you can change it. We, as we use here in, um, or in London, Barnet, we use the CMC, Coordinate My Care, and they can go into it and they can have input into their own care plan if they want to. It's not set in stone. I always say you can change this at any time because often you make decisions and after reflection you might want to tweak something. I think that's a nice get out for them as well. Okay, Shani, really wonderful to hear all of this. Is there anything more that you'd like to say on advanced care planning and your experience? I did do an advanced care plan with a young lady who in her 50s um, who was shielding because she had Crohn's, but otherwise well, healthy, worked, active life and everything. And that was a very difficult run, rather doing it with somewhere 170, 80, 90, 100, whatever. And that was a very difficult call 
for her and for me. Uh, you know, she was very distressed by it. That was very difficult. Thank you so much. It's it's fabulous to hear the impact the course has had uh, on your work in this very sensitive and challenging conversations that really practice nurses have, have not been having until COVID-19. So I thank you very much, Shaney. I want to thank Jill, Natalie and Shaney for their contribution because it reminds us all to listen to GPNs during COVID and beyond. Natalie and Shaney show the incredible bravery of nurses during this time and that this was appreciated by patients. By listening and giving GPNs a voice, we will enable them to support their GP family, their patients and to help shape the wider system as we move beyond the initial stages of the COVID pandemic. Finally, I want to thank HEE, NHSE and I, Capital Nurse and HLP for their support in creating this podcast. We are bringing you a series of podcasts highlighting the power of practice nursing over the next few months. Please do subscribe to our series. Do also share your own stories of practice nursing on social media with the hashtag LondonGPN. We look forward to hearing from you.